Welcome to Daybreak with Ted Tibbet and Michael Paul. If you have a comment, you can call us now at 261-0898 or pound 981 on any ceasefire device. Our email is newsradiomornings at gmail.com. And once again, we say good morning. It is 716, 16 minutes after the hour of 7 o'clock. Michael Paul, Ted Tibbet, and Gene Valentino. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Michael, are you there now? <laughs> I don't know. Well, well, good morning, Ted. I hope you're doing well. I am doing extremely well. Michael seems to have hiccuped again in the... We're operating from three different studios this morning, and Michael has some new equipment, and we're having a little bit of a time getting it all worked out, but hopefully it'll be back soon. Gene, you've been uh, kind of busy this past week, just keeping up with all things going on in Washington and otherwise. Oh, golly, it's been busy. Hey, this moment, no, this is one of those moments there's no need to be stressed out. Poor Michael's been working on so many exciting things yeah. for the growth of the radio station. Well, look, this is look, actually good news. Hold, hold on. It's just, look, I got frustrated because what happened is I got a new computer, Gene, and this is the most fabulous computer that you have ever seen. It is the newest, latest, greatest from Owens Business Machines. And so last night, I told Ted, said yesterday, have you hooked up your new computer? I said, no, I hadn't had a chance to. And so hastily last night, I hooked it up, got everything ready for the show. And obviously, I've got some wires crossed somewhere. And I can't figure it out, and it's not the right time to do it while you're on the show. So <laughs> well, that's, this, that's okay, Michael. This reminds <laughs> me of that comment I made to you earlier: the inflammation superglue highway. The faster you go, the more stuck you get. <laughs> I promise you, I am stuck this morning, and I cannot, for the life of me, figure this out. But you have the stress of being on the air, trying to hook things up, and trying to get people going, and then all of a sudden. You know, you just, uh, well, you totally lose it. And that's what's happened. With nah, you. don't worry about it. This is one of those Joe Biden, Truender-Dasher, Duba-Depressure moments. <laughs> well, <laughs> this, you, you, this, let me tell you, I got, hey, let me roll for a second. I got something to tell you. Okay. Attorney General Andrew Bailey was appointed last November after the previous Attorney General, Eric Schmidt, was elected to the Senate. But Bailey filed a, a writ of quo warranto paperwork today to have St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner removed. She is the core cancer to the George Soros Prosecutorial District Attorney wrongs that have been pervading our many districts attorneys offices throughout the nation i see a transition underway michael to revitalize our judiciary and our district attorney prosecutorial process not to mention the congress and uh, the white house why uh i got some notes here i took from yesterday it was um uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, we've spoke to, spoken about, Georgia Congresswoman, introducing a resolution in Congress today to force Congress to give American people an audit to where this money is going in Ukraine. 
We don't know where it's going. Mm-hmm. And um, this, in the setting against the backdrop of having to watch President Trump visit the poor souls in Palestine, Ohio, before uh, uh, Mayor Pete ends up there feeling guilty to review the chemical disaster that they have, would rather have ignored, using it as a lame excuse because that area was a Trump supporter. How dare they put politics in the way of their responsibility to view the wrong, to, to address, timely address, the wrongs that occur in Palestine. And the testers that have been testing this thing found that um, it was a, a heated ball bearings in one of the uh, train car uh, wheel and axle systems that actually heated a lot of plastics, plastic crates in the car. And that was the initial uh, ignition to the uh, crisis that ensued. But the lack of attention to, uh, to, to the whole transportation system, we spent, uh, we spent about $15 million, $13 million, excuse me, $13 billion this year in the United States budget for transportation. Our 2023 allotment to Ukraine was $10 billion. I mean, if we had the funding in the United States to take care of our infrastructure that we're paying to Ukraine, we'd have a better infrastructure and we'd be keeping more people employed and we'd have less crises like the one we're experiencing now in East Palestine. What a shame. Uh, what a shame that we have misguided orientation of priorities. Well, you know, when you look at this, uh, that what's going on in Ukraine, the, the money that's being poured into there, I think that it's important that we know where that money went because we feel like, and there are a lot of folks out here that think that a lot of this money, cash money, that goes over there to run their government, whatever, ends up being turned back around and filtered in through, uh, you know, nonprofits and uh, PACs and stuff like that to come back to politicians in the United States, namely Democrats. I mean, we all suspect that. That's why it's so important to know where that money is going and where it ends up, and it doesn't come back here to fund political campaigns. Because if it does, well, that would be illegal. Marjorie Taylor Greene, the congresswoman, is introducing legislation today for just that reason, to have an audit done to find out, Michael, if you're correct, is some of the money we're sending to Ukraine, Ukraine, back-channeling to the Biden crime family? Question mark. Full stop. Is, Is this kickback in place and consistent with the bad behavior of the Biden crime family? which the Democrats refuse to address. You would think if they were true patriots, whether the whether their leader was Democrat or Republican, they'd be calling them in on the carpet, like many Republicans did to Nixon a generation ago, and saying, I don't care if I'm Republican or Democrat, President Nixon, what you did was wrong. We're calling you up on impeachment. Why are they not doing the same thing now with Biden, is the system so infiltrated and uh, polluted with bad behavior 
in all levels of bureaucratic uh, levels of government that there is no such thing as a checks and balance on the wrongdoing. It's one of the reasons, Michael, on my bill, uh, my uh, amendment that I've proposed, the second Bill of Rights, that we consider a uh, special magistrate, a supreme magistrate, as a new, I hate, I hate more government. I'm not looking for more government. Let me say that first. But we need an independent group to take on the very divisions and departments of government that are now infiltrated with autocratic, communistic, socialistic thinking that is perverse to the principles of the democracy we were founded. I'm not, I'm not totally sold on that. I'm just going to be honest with you. What I think we need is a good president and a good Congress because they have the power to change every bit of this. And we've got to get people in there that are supportive of our country and think about the United States first and not about their pocketbooks. We need honest people, and it makes a difference who you uh, who you elect in this country. If you elect people yeah, like Joe Biden, you're going to get more of that kind of stuff. Now, Donald yeah, Trump, what, obviously Donald Trump was against that, right? And Donald Trump was the guy who everybody in Washington rose up against, including the news media, because they were all and still getting money from nefarious sources that are keeping them afloat and allowing them to be, well, the crime family, the Biden crime family. Well, we, we agree on that point, but what's the remedy? Oh, we'll just have to vote them out of office. In today's fast-moving society, society of activity, we can't wait another two years. The wrongdoing is right now with, with uh, Biden and his uh, uh, cabal. The question is, are you saying we have to wait two years to get rid of them? The wrong is today, he's out today, and my Supreme Magistrate system gets him out today. Yeah. Because we can't tolerate two more years of funding Ukraine at $13 billion a year and putting our own budget at risk. We may not have a democracy in two years. Yeah. Uh, you, That's you know, my point. Moving fast is not something that our founding fathers designed our government to do. We just have to be honest about that. Well, they, I agree with that, and that's where the sobriety comes in and good judgment and wisdom comes in uh, to make sure we're not making the wrong mistakes. I agree with you there. But the problem is we have so much damage that is being Palestine, Ohio didn't need to happen. The borders didn't need to happen on the south. Five to seven dollars a gallon didn't need to happen. It happened because there was an intent, a dubious intent in all levels of government to infiltrate and destroy from within. China knows we move slowly. If they move quickly to infiltrate and take us over, we won't have time to fix it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But unfortunately, we have to, at this particular time, deal with the uh, laws and, you know, the, the system, the way that it's set up. And unfortunately, none of what you talked about is in place. So it doesn't no, matter. That's true. We've got to continue to try to do it the way that we, uh, with the rules that we have set up now. And, you know, unfortunately, that means we have to wait till the next election cycle. And all you can hope is that the next election cycle, that people, enough people, will wake up to understand 
that the Democratic crime party is not interested in the regular American citizen. They are interested in themselves and making money. That's it. And power. Hey, can I uh, switch gears on you for a second? Go ahead. David Orrick, Orrick Vacuum Cleaner, founded Orrick Vacuum Cleaner Corporation out of Tennessee. He's a Mississippi resident. He's up in Poplarville and has a second location in New Orleans. He died uh, yesterday. At the funeral was yesterday at the age of 99. He survived by his wife, Jan Oreck, and uh, uh, his grandchild, child, Jessica Oreck. And uh, his son was Bruce Oreck, who served as an ambassador uh, to Norway, I believe. Uh, but he is a uh, Mississippi um, boy, and at 99 years of age, he was an aviator. His wife, Jan, was very much involved in the 99s group, the Amelia Earhart group called the 99s. And uh, we husbands of the 99s are considered the 49 and a halfers. <laughs> and we attend, we attend their uh, events every year, and every year for sure. Uh, I've been, uh, for almost a decade, I've been going out to Poplarville, Mississippi, uh, right on the Mississippi line out there to Louisiana. And um, uh, it's been a real, it, we're going to lose a great um, a philanthropist and someone who contributed to the Pensacola Naval Air Museum here in Pensacola. He was a big uh, volunteer here in Pensacola as well. And that's where we had the privilege of getting to know him as well. And there he is right in your backyard. Uh, honors and um, condolences to the Oric family, uh, a, a wonderful Mississippi uh, patriot who served our nation well. David yeah. Oric died at the age of 99. Well, that is a great long life. And thank you for bringing that up, Gene. I did not know that. Uh, but that's the music. we got to go. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again next week, I hope. Look yeah. uh, Hopefully from uh, Yellow Knight. Canada. We're going to try. Okay. Yeah. Have a great weekend. Sounds great. Hey. Met David Oreck one time, too, by the way, in Hattiesburg with Open Oreck Story. Here he is, a gentleman. 7.30. We're back with the weather and Michael after the news.